Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Macklin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Water It. Hey, welcome to new people who are listening today. We're here to ignite your hope because there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Let's get into the message. Water it. One of my favorite childhood memories is helping my dad with his garden. Each year he would plant potatoes, corn, peas, carrots, rhubarb, tomatoes, cucumbers, and more. I remember him putting seeds into the ground and then covering them with dirt. And if those seeds had enough water, we would have wonderful vegetables in a few months after these seeds were planted. Now, since that time, I grew up on the north coast of California, and since that time, I've lived in more drier climates in Nevada, in Redding, California, where it's very hot. And it is extremely important in these environments that we water. Now, there's, there's powerful spiritual truths when we just think of the phrase, water it. Now, in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, the Apostle Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. Now, certainly, where there's increase, there's going to be eventually a harvest. So if we do our part of planting and watering, God's going to do his part, and he's going to cause an increase. God gives the increase. One of my favorite phrases is, I want to give God something to work with. I want to give God so much to work with that my angels are going to need to call in reinforcements from any bored angels whose person is not giving them uh, enough to do. So as we think about, it's really a four-part process. Planting, watering, God supernaturally giving the increase, and then harvest. I found out this, that planting and harvesting is a lot more fun than watering. (laughs) It's exciting to plant a tree, a bush, a seed. It's exciting to see the harvest. My wife, Wendy, and I just a few years ago planted some fruit trees, and what what a great moment that was. But it isn't quite as exciting to water those fruit trees. They're not in a place where we have an automatic drip system yet. And so I'm doing a little more watering by hand than I'm used to. It's work, but it's part of the process. And it's the same way in life and things that we 
get planted in us. Hope, truths, identity, skills, relationships that we have where there's a beginning point, where there's a recognition of something, where there's a receiving of something, a committing to something. And as I think about it, even hope, I can get a seed of hope. I can hear a message of hope. You can listen to our message and believe the truth that my lack of hope about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. You can believe the truth that our hope level determines our influence level and that he who is the most hope has the most influence. We can believe that the seed gets planted. We get excited, but then we need to keep watering it. We need to keep the flow going. And I love the fact that we here at Igniting Hope Ministries through our podcasts, blogs, books, courses, we're committed to keep watering your hope, to keep watering the truths and the beliefs that we have. And Jesus said in John 8, 32, the truth will make you free. We get a seed of truth planted in our lives. And then if that's going to bear much fruit, 30, 60, 100 fold, it needs to be watered. I heard once that people heard the gospel an average of 7.4 times before receiving Jesus as their Savior and putting faith in him. And so it could be said that every truth that we hear, we need to hear it 7.4 times. <laughs> the, the point is, is that once we get revelation on a truth, then that revelation is not going to bear fruit unless it's watered by hearing it again, by meditating on it, by declaring it. Our identity. And this is something else that needs to be watered in our life. We get the revelation, we get the seed that we are not who our past says we are, but we are who God says we are. And we understand that we're the righteousness of God, that we are powerful, that we are joy-filled people, that I'm a joy-filled... I'll hear that. I'll, I'll, I'll get excited. I'll have the aha moment. But then I need to water it through, again, meditation, through declaration, through studying scripture, through imagination, imagining that thing being real in my life. There's skills. It's interesting that the Bible tells Timothy, well, Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6 to stir up the gift that's within you. In 1 Timothy 4, it talks about a gift being given to him through prophecy and the laying on of hands. He had the seed of a gift planted in him through prophecy, through prayer. But then he's told to stir up the gift that's within you. Fan into flame. Put it to use. Water it. Keep it going. Keep believing you have it exercise it, use it, 
Stir it up. It's part of watering. It's skills. It's gifts. If you've got a skill to write, it can be watered by repetition, by writing, practicing, and by believing you're an author. Believing that you can write. If you have this seed planted in you of the skill of leadership, and you believe it, you believe you can lead, or evangelist, you believe that you are an evangelist, and you, you get that seed in you, well, you water it by practice, you water it by hanging out with other evangelists, listening to evangelistic uh, teachings of, of people equipping the evangelists. You have a plan. You're intentional. And so today, as I was preparing for this, I really sensed the Lord was releasing intentionality over people. Intentionality. I structure my life in such a way that I automatically water things. I wake up every day listening to something that's going to water my leadership, something that's going to water my personal growth through summaries of books that I listen to. I take prayer walks. I'm in a season I've mentioned I'm listening to T.D. Jakes most every day. He's watering my passion. He's watering my belief I'm not a victim. And so every day, pretty much every day, I hear that. I water the truths and the identity that I have through declarations. I've got my declaration clicker. My goal is to make a hundred declarations a day minimum about who God says I am, what he says I can do, what he says that I have. Uh, watering my past prayers in faith and just believing that. And so I, I click for every declaration. I am a powerful influencer. My prayers are powerful and effective. So I water these truths. I water the identity. I water the callings in my life through that. I water my life through regular church attendance by being in fellowship with others. Those truths get watered. The, the iron sharpens iron. One, so one man sharpens another. And, and there's, there's a watering that happens by how we structure our lives. I have on my car, I have uh, Joel Osteen on my satellite radio pretty much always it's on that station and so i i just turn the car engine on and i get watered i get hope watered i get right thinking watered i get truth watered i have meetings with people that are inspiring to me I worship, I listen to worship music that waters my passion, that waters my hunger for God. I, I enter into that. And so as we, as we consider how we, we live our lives and how we structure our lives, and my question for you today is this, what can you do to increase the watering on what has been planted in? in you 
How can you structure your life to where in those key moments of driving, getting ready, other times where you're actually having something watering you? <laughs> and who do you need to connect with? Who do you need to listen to? Who do you need to be a part of? Water it, planting harvesting, exciting, and I'm releasing over you an excitement to start watering things like never before. And then we start watering in our relationships. We water those relationships through appreciation, through love, through thanksgiving, through prayer. And then we, we begin to have healthier relationships as well because we're intentional and not taking them for granted. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I love the fact that we get to water your hope. We get to water your beliefs and believing truth instead of lies. Hey, remember, September 13th, 2021. That's less than a week away from the time that I'm recording this. We are starting our transformational Mind Renewal course on our online platform, IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. We have two ways you can do it, an essential uh, version and an intensive version. Both of them are powerful. It takes the five steps of radical mind renewal, and we take one month per step. It's our greatest content, our strongest content, and we teach it in a systematic way. Online, three, four hours a week. You get to hear mainly podcasts. There's a video. There's reading. There's many of our books are included as part of the course. And then in the intensive level, you get more community. You get to be a part of my leadership training, 10 leadership training sessions. And you get two sessions with an Igniting Hope Believe trainer. And this is also the, the intensive level is how you can become the potential of you becoming a certified belief trainer from Igniting Hope. That intensive level is a prerequisite to be considered for that. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I've reminded you about hope. I want to remind you about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today is just not a good day to walk in radical hope. <laughs> radical joy, excuse me. <laughs> I've found this out. There's no convenient time really to walk in radical joy. It's always something. Personal weaknesses that I want to see stronger, relational things, disappointments, bad news in media, physical things, hearing bad news. And I know we're, the, the power of mourning, and I know we don't laugh all the time, but I do know this. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And the Bible says a merry heart is good like medicine. Jesus created a culture of gladness around him. Hebrews 1.9 And great leaders, great parents create a culture 
of gladness. And I want to remind you again about the importance of attaching faith to what you're doing, to your responsibilities, to your commitments, your assignments, to meetings, and that I believe this, that a lack of cheerfulness is one of the evidences that we have not attached faith to something that we're doing. If you want to listen to a great podcast that reinforces that, find the one that said God loves a cheerful decider. It's a life changer. Hey, if you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can go to ignitinghope.com, sign up, and we'll let you know about Facebook Lives that are coming that we do, let you know about where I'm traveling. I'll be in Houston, Texas. I will be in Ohio. I will be in Richland, Washington. I will be in Wichita, Kansas in the next six weeks or so. And if you ever want to sow a financial seed into igniting hope and help us to send this hope message around the world, you can go to ignitinghope.com and donate. If you're not able to do that right now, just pray for us. Even right now, just pray a five-second prayer of blessing so that we can ignite hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Steve Backlin here. If you like this podcast, why don't you tell somebody else about it as well? We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.